0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I've got Chris Kwan, hello, Compass hello. Real Estate. Uh, I almost said Huntington Beach, so that would have been horrible cuz you're down the street in Irvine, California. So, so Chris for uh, a lot of our community knows you and, you know, you have graciously got up on stage and talked about video and talked about your experiences and and there's definitely like a love affair for you like in our group. So, first of all, like even hearing that,
1: like I don't see a l- I see a lot of stoicism, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I don't see I mean, a lot of
0: like, like when I say that to you, what do you think?
1: You know, it's, it's been, it's funny because I, I look at a, our ecosystem and I see a bunch of familiar faces and I don't feel, I, I feel like it's more family, especially yeah. cause you see a lot of people that you just interact with daily yeah. on social media. You see their families, you see what they're doing in their business. Yep. You talk intimately about the things that you're going through and yep. the bad stuff. Yep. And so when I go to the events, it just feels like at home. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, you're, you're learning, you're networking, you're collaborating. It's it's
0: business, family, fun, and you know, connection. So, so the point of our
1: podcast today, guys,
0: I have been watching Chris and, and I can think of like multiple times where either I asked you to be on stage or the day that it was like just randomly me, you, Christoph Chu, Tristan, Richard, a bunch of us just started talking video. Um, this guy kills it on video. And everyone that knows me knows like I'm, I'm a super fan of anybody that is doing things that are creative, that are innovative, that are client centric, that are willing to put themselves out there. And I see you doing it in a beautiful way. And unlike many, you actually film and produce and edit and do it all yourself. Is that still correct? Or do you uh, outsource?
1: Now I do. A lot of it was, I was outsourcing and I was kind of filling in uh, the pieces, but I, I wanted to know, know how to do everything. Yeah. And then now I'm kind of doing it all myself, but I'm getting to the point where it's creating so many opportunities for me where it's, yes. it's actually taking up a lot of time where I yep. need to start outsourcing. So I've this, gone through this evolution, Yeah. Um, but knowing how to do everything has put me in a position to hire the right people or outsource True. To the right people. So True. yeah. So let's, but for
0: the people that don't know you, let's do a little backstory. Like how old are you, you married kids? Like, like who is Chris Quan? Where were you born and raised? You know, was your aspiration to become a real estate agent? Like tell, give us the story.
1: Yeah, no, um, I am, I uh, uh, was born and raised in Arcadia. Yeah. So not too far from here, about an hour and a half away. Um, went through the entire school system there, California boy, boy, my entire life. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I tried playing golf uh, throughout my entire year I played in a Munch school high school a college I played professionally at least I tried yeah and did
0: you get your tour card like the or Nike or what did you get
1: I played in a bunch of mini tour events yeah uh, I played in Korea I played in a little bit of China yep yeah. um, you know I went to Q school every single year to try and do it um, had really really good weeks and then had really really bad weeks so in that type of line of business you need to be super consistent yeah and it was just tough because I was dating a girl that was like, okay, she's the one. And you know, I was going through that transition of college Mm -hmm. to professional and that's a big jump because all of a sudden you're playing for school and it's all free and then now you're playing for a living. Yes, And so that big jump for me was, okay, and now I got to support a family, right? Thinking about it. And so, uh, and then just kind of fell off that and decided to do something else. So in transition, I decided to pick up a couple of part-time jobs, worked at a restaurant and just really couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life, but my parents were brokers. Mm-hmm. They were brokers for like 20 years. And, in Arcadia? Uh, in Arcadia, but then they moved into like K-Town in LA and yeah. started selling yeah, businesses. Yeah. Smart. And so um, my wife, or my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife, was like, why don't you get into real estate? And I think I was at such a low in my period of my life, not bad, not in a bad way, but just didn't know what I wanted to do, sure. that real estate was like, okay, I'm doing it. And I bought my books, and literally within like three or four months, I had my, my license. No, I was off and running and I haven't turned back since. How long ago was that? That was 2012. Okay, so this is
0: not, I mean, this is su- super fresh for you still. Yeah. So, so give us like just like a the trajectory of your career, like, you know, because we're only talking it's 2020, we're talking eight years in the business, maybe right. seven years full, you know, full in the biz. Like, tell us about your your the first couple of years and then we're going to get into like 2016 and the evolution okay. of Chris Kwan that we know on video.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I started off my real estate career working with uh, another person. So mm-hmm. I teamed up under uh, somebody who I was mentoring under. And he, I was basically on a 50-50 split with him. Yeah. And uh, he taught me everything that I know about business, like about real estate. And the only thing I wanted to know from him was teach me how to read between the lines. That's yeah. all I wanted to know because everything else I could figure out.
0: I know what that means, but I have my own interpretation. What does that mean, read between the lines? So
1: helping me figure out what somebody was trying to tell me but not really telling me, yeah, right. So th- all of the stuff that, like, in terms of like negotiation, like, what is this person actually trying to accomplish mm-hmm. by telling me this or doing this or reacting a certain way? And he would tell me that all the time. He would just tell me the truth of it. Yeah. And so, um, within nine months, I figured out how to be, um, you know, in this business to survive in this business. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went on my own. I, I went off and being on my own agent. And were you um, in Irvine at this time, or did no? You- I was in uh, at the time. I was with Century Twenty One in uh, Anaheim Hills. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, David, I'm now spacing on the, the owner of the company. Yes. yes. Um, David and his brother. Yes. His brother Phil is now Correct. in New Mexico and you know playing music. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I was with that company for yep. the first year. Worked on a small team as well. Mm-hmm. I was, so I had a bunch of different agents who were brand new in the business. Mm-hmm. We door knocked every day. We yeah. did uh, role playing. We had a yes. schedule. We had, and then literally at two o'clock, go do whatever you want. Like yeah. it was like eight to two all
0: day long. Were you in the new, the new agent test? Office, like where like everybody had like a little cubicle. And I mean, what you just described, like we set, we set that up in like 2000. Okay. Like it's so, so they had, I know they had it going then. Does that sound familiar? Like were you with a bunch of it might agents have, I agents all with at the same time agents, yes. and you had to
1: graduate out of that office? It wasn't more of a graduation. They yeah. were forming a team. Got it. Yeah. And Got so it. we worked out that way. But um, a lot of those people aren't even in the business anymore. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a couple of them that are still are, but most of them kind of fell off and started doing something else. So why so. did you make it? Um, I would say a lot of the things that I learned in terms of playing competition sports helps me get through that, right? Um, I was also in a fraternity and went through like, you know, the first year of pledging, right? I understand that (laughs) I did. Um, my parents got me into martial arts, so I understood discipline and I understood respect and getting through things and. Um, I think getting through the grind of being a professional uh, professional golfer mm-hmm. was tough because you have bad weeks and you have to really reset the next day. Yeah. Or if you're on a hole where you just know that everything's gonna go wrong, how do you reset and make sure that the next hole is in yep. that way? So I think a lot of that was ingrained into me. Mm-hmm. And then when I came into real estate, a lot of the habits that I had in terms of like you know uh, things that I was doing every single day in terms of habits, just translate it over into real estate.
0: Discipline, preparation, practice, know your sport, know the the field you're playing. All those things apply to real estate. Right,
1: and I think that's why a lot of the people that come from a corporate background do really well in real estate because they have structure. Yes. Right. Yes. And I think most people that get into real estate, I wouldn't say most people, but you have those one offs, right? People who mm-hmm. are just getting it because they want a, a part time job or yeah. maybe they have a part time job. And this is something that they just want to do on the weekends or something. Sure. So um, but the people that really are successful, have the systems in place and have the habits in place that uh, I think I had playing sports. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So when when did the
0: business begin to take off for you?
1: Actually, the first year was phenomenal. I, yeah. I sold twenty-five units. Um, I immediately went from making, you know, I don't know, twenty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. six digits in yeah. the first year. Yeah. And that's even after a fifty percent split.
0: That's game changing.
1: Yeah. So that changed my entire life. In that first year, we did a dream board. I didn't know what a dream board was. Yeah. Right. So we we spent literally two days like clipping all these magazines and putting all these things on on a piece of paper on a on a, on a pres- presentation board. Yeah. And after the first year, actually after ten months, I completed everything, and what all was on of the that. Board? All of that included actually getting an engagement ring, yeah. engagement ring, and then paying for a wedding. Yeah, we had an expensive wedding too.
0: Yeah, a very expensive wedding. So, so year one, hundred grand, all money spent. Oh yeah, it was gone. <laughs> it was gone like that. Yeah. So yeah. what happened in year two? Year two, because you literally home. you were married, right? And yeah. going into year two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, after after I left that situation with that mentor on mm-hmm. a fifty percent split, I knew that if I had something, I had the similar year the next year, mm-hmm. I can make fifty percent more. Yeah, right. So that was in terms of being a mathematics, it just made sense, right? Yeah. So I went off on my own, um, started working at a company called the Boutique. Yeah. It was a small yeah. boutique. Yeah. And Raj. the guy, yes, Raj. Yep. Big person on video. Right? I am. And that, at that point in time, nobody was doing video. Yep. And so I would say a lot of the influence that I had in, re- in video that I have now kind of stemmed from that being yeah. around that. Yes. Right. Cause he was doing video at a time where people were like, I'm not spending money on that stuff. Right. Bingo. Yeah. There's, why why should I do We're that? talking
0: 2013? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, should, yeah. Like, it was still not, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's still not the way it is today and it's still not even where it should be in our industry. Right. But at least now there's so many people that are doing it that are making it like more legitimate. Right. Real. Like it's right. like, this is a must now. Right. Okay. So, so, 13 is going, 14 is going. Um, When did we meet? When did you first come into the community?
1: Um, Probably 2016, 15 or 16. So I've been in the ecosystem for about four years. Yeah, so about 15, Okay, yeah. And uh, (laughs) I told this story at a um, conference once. They had me up on stage. And I told myself, I would never sign up at one of your events. Yes. Never sign up. One. No, not your events. but <laughs> like, Just ever. Just you ever. Know, Buffini or whatever. Guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All these yeah, other yeah. ones. Right. So yeah. I didn't want to sign up at the event because I didn't want to be suckered in. Yeah. And so um, got to a point. It was at the end of the year. I was looking at my numbers. It was kind of just kind of just plateauing a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, look, I need to, if I'm going to have a kid, I need mm-hmm. to support that kid. I need to have a really breakthrough in my career. And so... December rolled around. I called in. Mm-hmm. I said, "I'm signing up," and they gave me the price. And I was like, "Damn it! I should have signed up at the event because it was cheaper." Was it? It was cheaper. Oh, oh yeah, I it was love cheaper. that. I love that you paid right? more. So That's I know. Good. So I paid a little bit more, <laughs> but you know, it, it worked out. And so I've been here since, um, and uh, haven't looked back. it's yeah. been it's been really good.
0: So so let's talk about uh, <clears throat> let's talk about video. Like we started this by saying, you know, you you know, you obviously had some skills, so you were doing it. No, you, know, you outsourced first, then you learned. And now you're considering outsourcing again
1: right so when i was at when i was at the boutique we had a, a a videographer on staff yeah and he produced all of our videos and all we had to do was work with him on storyline yeah because a lot of that stuff was like hey what kind of story can we bring into the lifestyle of, of this house mm-hmm. and so we worked with them um and i through those pains and frustrations i was like i need to learn how to do this myself mm-hmm. it was just it, they were getting too busy the timelines on how to get the the uh, video back to me. Yeah. And if I wanted to make any small edits, it would take a couple of days. And all of a sudden, like, we would be selling homes. Like, back at that time, homes were flying.
0: Yeah, but this video's not even going live. Right. The property's already under contract. Right.
1: so yeah. what was the point? And so there are little things like, hey, can you cut this out? Or can you change the lighting on this? Mm-hmm. And that I felt like I didn't know at the time was, I thought it would be difficult but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so I started to learn all this stuff just kind of by curiosity and YouTube was my best friend. I mm-hmm. learned everything that I know about on video on YouTube. Yeah, yep. So just watched video after video after video and then all of a sudden just, I was making vlogs for my kids Yeah. and as soon as I felt comfortable enough to actually put it into my business, I did. But it took me a long time to actually get there. Why is that? I didn't feel comfortable with what I, what I, was, what I was making and then what, what, I, what I wanted to put out. Okay. so I there was a certain standard that I at least wanted to get to at least understand um, and I don't I don't think I was there yet
0: do you think that's different from the person that just says I'm just afraid to be on video like it's it, it's still a fear like this the fear of this doesn't match my self-identity the standard that I have versus the fear of just I'm afraid to be on camera what if I say the wrong thing
1: right no I think I, I think everybody has a certain level of fear it just depends on what it is for me it was production uh, quality yeah um, so I didn't want to get to a uh, and I would get to a point where, like, the audio wasn't really good. How can I figure this out? Or yeah. the lighting wasn't really good at this. What should I have done with that? And so I started to get really curious about it. And the curiosity was really what kind of, like, you know, got me out there and really really learned to figure out how to do everything.
0: So do you advise that for an agent that's that's watching or listening to this right now? Like, should they go get Final Cut Pro or, you know, with some some other pieces of software to
1: start doing it themselves? Should they spend their time there? I think it's important to figure out what type of person you are. Like, mm-hmm. for me, like... Arts, like I got my degree in art, right? Communications, it's graphic design. So yeah. th- for me, it made sense to do that. Yeah. For a person who doesn't really enjoy that stuff, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, right? Because it's just a waste of time. There's tons of people that says I don't want to know how to do this stuff. Yeah. Right. Just like you, like yeah. I don't care how you put all these videos together. I just I'm you know, just want it done. Exactly. Right. So I think you have to figure out what type of person you are, mm-hmm. and then and then figure out okay, well, if you are that type of person, yeah, then go ahead and make stuff for on your own. Yeah. Because. There are things that I can do in my videos that it would take a lot of time and edits and changes for another person to do mm-hmm. because you're communicating what you have in your mind to somebody else and they might not know what your vision is. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have a process for that? I mean, for someone that's maybe working with an outsourced
0: videographer to be able to like storyboard, here's the concept, like, like what's your process to have a very clear description of the end result you want, the finished yeah.
1: product? Yeah. So, in terms of uh, the process that I'm going through now, mm-hmm. is a, uh, Figuring out, okay, who has the skills in order to, to accomplish what I want? But then once I actually find that person is then just showing them the videos that I have, and hey, this is the kind type of video that I wanna yeah. produce. But also being open to suggestions, like hey, mm-hmm. you, what do you creativity, creativity think I could do to make this better, Yeah. right? So I think it's important to like also change, mm-hmm. like, you know, not yeah, the just, evolve, innovate. of course, yeah. yeah. And so um, as you can see, like from the first videos that I've done to the videos I do now, they, they've changed, dramatically yeah right and so i think that's important to just always kind of keep your mind open um and be you know Impossible to be able to learn other things
0: 100% so yeah. by the way, I asked him to you know email us like your your Unicorn like you think your best <laughs> video ever and your donkey which we the all donkey. have that video They were like oh my god. I just wish I could just take that off But we just don't you have to keep it there I think in my of mind course. you got to keep it there to know hey, there's lessons learned in that so let's let's just jump into it Really fast, so I don't know how you guys will figure out all the the magic here, but I just want to look at the donkey first. So let me get some volume up here. So for my friends that are listening on the podcast, you might want to sometime watch this on video as well, but I'm sure you're about to hear this. So, uh, here we go.
1: Hey, we got, uh, one of the best electricians that you can find in Orange County, uh, Anchor Electric. We got Rob, the owner over here. Here is his business card. So it sounds like a rap video, right? Yes. Like and yeah so okay so was fun. yeah
0: so why was that a donkey
1: it was one of my first videos and i was super nervous to do it mm-hmm. and i didn't know like i was like hey you want to be on a video and the guy said yes and i was like he said yes." oh no oh no, oh no. <laughs> he said yes. now like, what? i was gonna do it like where he like left and showed the business card but he actually said yes so i had to actually be up there and say what i needed to say but i was super nervous i wasn't even looking at the camera hole Yeah. You know, stuttering. And so I look at all that and go, okay, cool. That's, that's where I started. And so I always think about like that first video and, you know, go from there. Yeah. But you know what I
0: love about that is that to me is just raw and real. And, and like, you would call that a donkey because of your standard. I would call that a pretty typical video you'd see on Instagram stories of just, Hey, Oh, look, I ran into Tristan. Hey, what's up, Tristan? Like, you know, it's a shout out to, you know, a buddy of mine, whatever, yada, yada. Um, So I don't even know why, why do you call that a donkey?
1: I just for me it is it's one of my first videos that's kind of where i started from so you know that's for me that 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 would be it okay well this is
0: going to blow people's mind because when you go from that to this so so set us up what this is a listing video
1: yeah so i have done i did a, a video with my daughter before yes and that's when she was younger and I had my son and I wanted to do a video with him and I, I actually want to keep doing videos with them yearly so that I can see their growth yeah. um, and just kind of go back. But either way, I mean, I just, I had this whole house to myself. It was vacant and I created the storyline and I was like, look, I just wanted to create a video with my son and, you know, go from there. So it was, it was a, uh, it was a very fun video. He had a lot of fun being there and he was just kind of crawling. He didn't know how to walk yet. Do uh, well, actually
0: let's, let's watch it and then we'll, uh, then we'll talk about it. How long is this video? Two minutes. Two minutes. All right, let's jam. That's a so that pretty. A yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Fun. So talk to us about like in your mind, why was this a unicorn?
1: It's just because it has sentimental value to me, you know, yeah. and um, it re- could relate to the community. Uh, yep. A lot of it's a very family oriented community. Um, we sold that house. We listed another one down the street shortly after we sold one right before this. That's how we kind of got this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, video has been. It's been key, right? It's been key for us to to get extra business to get well, so tell us there. about that. Like
0: did like does the video ever sell the house? Does mm-hmm. the video get you more listings? Does it create more notoriety? Like uh,
1: it does everything. It does everything. I think it's important that um, the video in this particular didn't sell this house, mm-hmm. but it got me the business to sell the next house. Right. Yeah. And so um but then people, once you start to do videos for every, like that was my thing last year, was make yeah. a video for every yep. single property. That was a standard that I had. Yep. And it got to a point where I was making two videos for every property, depending on which one it was. And so uh, the branding of it was probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some cases where we do, as, if we can get the video out early enough, it will sell the property. Yeah. But oftentimes it's gonna be like, you, we have a two week window, it's tough for us to do that within that two week time period but there's a couple of times where we did have uh, videos last year that we actually sold through. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So how many videos would we find now on YouTube of like properties or just like, tell us, actually just give us the like soiree. I don't know if that's the appropriate word. Give us the blend of videos we would find on your YouTube channel.
1: Everything you'd find it, I video content for other agents. So we do tech reviews on other, on, on cameras, on videos, um, techniques, um, Vlogs, family vlogs, mm-hmm. uh, property videos, community videos. Um, sometimes I'm just uh, interviewing like a restaurant, not even the interview. Michael Chang, very famous tennis player, right? right. Yeah. That was so, awesome. Yeah, so a uh, little bit of everything. Um, and that's kind of good and bad. But when I, I, yeah, looked, I was going
0: to ask you from a strategy standpoint, is that confusing for a real estate uh, consumer that is considering you? I mean, I, it's one thing to see your family vlog, right, right. but then to see these interviews and then tech you know, tech reviews, and then, you know, live at a Tom Ferry seminar, on stage. Like,
1: how do you say to people, like, this is what it is? So, in the very beginning, there was no strategy. I just wanted to make whatever I wanted to make. So a day I'd wake up and go, I wanna make a video on this, I'd make it. And when I look back and I go, well, is that a little bit cluttered? But, and I think I got to a point where it was like, this is just me. This yeah. is my channel, right? Yeah. This is not Compass. This is not, you know, whatever company, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. This is my channel. So I'm going to show people me. Yeah. Right? And so if that involves family vlogs, that's fine. If people don't want to watch it, that's fine. But yeah. I, f- I find that people watch the vlogs to understand what type of person they're going to be potentially 100%. hiring. Yeah. Right.
0: That, that would be my, I mean, what do you guys think? Okay. So just for fun, I'm going to ask uh, Brandon and Tristan to just like come step in, two of my videographers. So I'm just super curious. Uh, so you guys got to just squeeze in on each other here because we all need to be close to the microphones, but like Brandon, yep. first time on the, uh, on the podcast, live on video, you know, you got to talk into the microphones. So mm-hmm. you guys gotta be like a doo-wop band and like yeah. get close and you know, sing it together. <laughs> Same thing with Tristan and I, we're kind of used to this. We like to sing a lot. So, uh, so Brandon, like, what's your take when you see video one and video two, like, you know, you okay. tell them your background, so everybody's clear. Okay, yeah. I'm a
2: video guy. Been doing it for a long time, over ten years. Uh, went to school for it. I now work at Tom Ferry, working on the everything, but also the Tom Ferry Show, yep. producing that. Nice.
0: And yeah, all the odds and ends. So, what did you think? What you, when you see these two videos? What goes through your mind?
2: Uh, I see progression. I see someone who took the time to really figure out technique on something.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay,
3: Tristan, what do you think? Yes. Uh, so. Do
0: you have your mouth guard in?
3: I have I have my aligners in because I'm trying <laughs> to get my teeth fixed, so I'll be good by uh, July 20th. Yes. Um, so when I when I watched the the, the two videos, I can kind of relate to you because I watched my first video. Oh yeah. Well, I, I tried not to watch it actually, and at the time I thought I was doing something great, and then looking back three years later, I think it's absolutely horrible. Um, so I can kind of relate to that. Like when I watched the first one compared to your last one. To me, that first one wasn't a bad video, but like Brandon said, you progressed a lot your editing techniques, the how comfortable you were in front of the camera, the way you put your son in the video too uh it it I think for clients um, it delivers a sense of being comfortable with you because you're so uh excited to share your life and your experiences um, with your with your family so um, and tech technically it's really technically sound too so Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So That's
0: what do you stuff. so when you hear that like Chris what's going on in your mind like? And I want to know about the family. Yeah. So I want to know how do people respond when they see like do, do people go is that your kid? Yeah. Like yeah. and do they go oh my god like you let your child be on YouTube? Like like do you get some of those like the um, you know the people that are like creeped are, out by there it? There are
1: some people who are like you know that that are a little bit afraid of putting their kids on, you know, just for safety reasons or whatever. Yeah. Um I look at this as kind of a family business, you know? Yeah. And kind of you know it's my business, right? I can I want to put something out there. I don't want to be offensive to anybody. No. Never. No. Right? But I definitely want to portray like, hey, this is the type of person that I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, and why we were going through this and why you guys were talking, I mean, you do that as well. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. That's why you started the podcast. That's yep. why you have the Tom Ferry Show. Yep. That's why, I mean, you have all these different things, right? Yes. So I think so, it's important.
0: I agree. I agree. And for the people that are watching, I think it's totally, a per- like, the family thing gets brought up a lot. Right, like whether it's on social or in this case video. And I'm a fan. Like I think that people, you know, you're you're selecting this person to help you represent them to sell their home or buy their home or do a loan or or whatever it may be, whatever, you know, whatever your entrepreneurial gig is. And, and there is just a larger percentage of people that make a decision like, do I like this person? Can I trust this person? Can oh, I relate to this person? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, may, so maybe the couple with no kids who are empty nesters and be like, oh God, okay, we're over that. Like we're in, you know, we're in a happy hour stage with our kids. We don't wanna have this conversation. Right. But I would imagine in the community that you work in, like that really fits the ideal buyer and seller. Is that absolutely. correct?
1: Yeah.
0: So so let's talk about mistakes to avoid. And this would be just fun with this, just, just hang with this guy. So so Chris, what would you say are the knowing what you know now, these are like the three or four things to absolutely not do on video.
1: I actually wouldn't say not to avoid any mistakes. I think it's important to go through the mistakes because you understand how to fix them and what not to do later. Yeah. So like for me, like I think with real estate it was different yeah. because there was a, a certain aspect of it where it, like I need to make money now, right? I need to yes. sell houses now, yeah. So I didn't want to make those mistakes that a lot of other agents made. Mm-hmm. But in terms of video, I think it's important to understand like, okay, that was bad, or maybe it was really good, and that people actually do like it. Like you don't know when it comes to video. For sure, there are certain videos that bomb, and you're like, this is the worst video ever, and all of a sudden like it gets it goes viral. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I think it's important to make those mistakes because then you know how to fix them later. Or yeah, maybe figure out something that's good. So what are the mistakes to take on then? I think it's important. To, like for me, it was and making the test, mis- you know, test mistakes to take on. You right. know what I mean? Like what, what should you be testing? Um, for me, like in the very beginning, it was just re- hit the record button and just post whatever whatever came out. Yeah. Like that's hard for me. Yeah. Like I, if you look at my videos, I have a lot of jump cuts and I'll go and clean up stuff. Yeah. But sometimes in the ver- in the very beginning, what I would do is I would just record it, and then I would post it, and I go, okay, this is crap, and or need- this was good, this was bad, and I think that's a, a something to kind of to work through. Yeah. Um, but there's a ton of mistakes. I make, make mistakes all the time. Yeah. I make mistakes now, and it takes me it takes me hours to figure it out. But yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get through it. Yeah. So,
0: so I want to ask all of you guys then this question, right? You know, obviously three way more advanced, you know, videographer type people than I am. I'm just, you know, Hey, I'm Tom Ferry. Let's go Tristan, handle that. All right. right let's go. Where's Kelsey? Um, oh, Kelsey's up filming Portland. right now in yeah. Portland. Um, I, I want to know from your guys' perspective, a couple things. Um, knowing what you know now, like where do you go to find the best, like people to emulate people to model, You know what I mean? Like, where do you go for like content ideas? Where do you go for um, just to find out of the box stuff? Because like listing videos can get pretty redundant, Mm -hmm. you know? And even like in the interview we just did a little while ago, um, even like market updates can get redundant. You know, it's like today in the news, right? Like it should be more entertaining, right? As an example, because it's not going to be on YouTube or on Instagram. So where do you guys go? Like where? like, what's your source go to to find either creative or to find new approaches or just who do you
3: emulate? Uh, personally and that's one question I wanted to, to ask you as well because I've seen a lot of your vlogs and when I first started vlogging um, maybe three months before I started to ta- turn the camera on myself I was watching a lot of Casey Neistat videos right. yeah. and just because I liked he he's an interesting person and I like knowing about his life like he was the OG daily vlogger and that's something I took much interest in and that's kind of how my first video started off kind of emulating him and then um, for Fresh content for something new and something that's con- like a YouTuber that's uh, constantly innovating uh, is Peter McKinnon, right. and I saw a lot of that yeah. in your video as well. So I was kind of yeah. wanting to ask you, like, are those the main people who influenced you, or are there more that you're that you watch? I'm
1: probably right there with you. When I first started off, Casey Neistat was a big one because yeah. he was like, he is the OG. He is He's the like OG. the king of vlogging, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, uh, but then Peter came along, and then he was he was different. But there is a lot of people that do amazing stuff that you can get influenced. I'll tell you the the one thing that's influencing me now a lot is Disney videos. Oh, Disney yeah. movies, yeah. Okay,
0: okay, but tell us, give us. I mean, like we all, I think we all have a hallucination of what that means. What are you talking about?
1: Well, so here I've been I've been reading up on this a lot lately, and just kind of making sure that I'm aware of certain things. There, um, Disney videos have a certain creativity to them that is kind of out of the box. Like so. Uh, I, I was watching a TED talk the other day, and they said, if you were to imagine a house and you were to draw a house, what would you draw? Right. Most people would draw a pitch roof, a door right in the middle between two windows that have these like, mm-hmm. like the, the right, box yeah. box. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then why does it have to be that way? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like why why aren't you thinking about a house in a in a different way? Or could like, it be
0: a giant mushroom or a giant shoe? Right. have Disney. Right. right.
1: And so a lot of that has to do with just how how you're brought up, mm-hmm. and how you think about things. And so creativity is just kind of, it's kind of stale because it's basically what society puts onto you. Like that's how you learn how to deal with things. So when I watch Disney videos, just because I have kids that watch it all the time, I'm in tune to like, why did they do that? Or why did they cut to this? Or why did they, like the little jokes and stuff. Like I find that super interesting. So now I'm very open to like, okay, what are they doing? How are they doing this? Like, what's the thought process behind this? What is the yeah. storyboard behind this? Yeah. And then I kind of reverse engineer that and I go, how can I do that with real estate, right? And so a lot, of, I get a lot of my ideas through that, but also like in times when I'm just driving, I'll come up with an idea and I just kind of jot it down and I figure out, okay, I'm going to do this later. And I think about it more and more. So Okay, speak more about that just for a second. I know you guys are going to keep, let's, This is we're all just talking yeah, here, yeah, but yeah. speak
0: more about... um Remember we were interviewing uh, uh, Chris Stacy and Tim Smith? Yeah. They both said, oh, we have like so many ideas that we have documented, like that they now walk into houses and say, oh, we should do this video, yeah. right? Like, yeah. because they've got that sort of project list of storyboards that are in their mind, sure. right? So do you have something like that and do you recommend something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, what do you, I mean, I do it. I have it on like literally on my phone. I have an, uh, a notepad. A digital notepad, right? And I go, okay, this is this is a thought, and then I'll think about it later, and I'll add some more thoughts to it, and I go, I just go down this rabbit hole with every yeah. single thought, and yeah. I go, that's it, I can do that, and then yeah. once I have the idea, making the video is super easy. When I when I don't have the idea down, the video becomes really really long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you have to make it good through edits and like sound or whatever, but yeah. If the idea is super solid and I figured it out in my head, it's, the video is easy to make. And are we talking about a listing video or are we talking about an anything, anything video? Anything video.
0: That's key. Yeah. yeah. Anything video. Brandon, what about you? I'm constantly writing everything
2: down. I've, there's so many ideas. I mean, if you hit Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever, I mean, so many people are making so many different things. And then pair that with movies you like or commercials you think are cool. Yep. Just kind of like roll with it. And yeah. then figuring out who you can work with, who can help you edit something, who can help you shoot something and give you advice on, you know, where to go to do this or whatever. I mean, there's endless resources to
0: kind of execute your vision. And is it cool to like, in your guys' mind as creatives to like, see somebody else's stuff and then plus and enhance it and make it better? Like your version of it. Like, is that cool or is that not cool in the world of creative?
3: I, I do awesome. it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, again, mentioning, mentioning Peter McKinnon, like he did one video where it was like the Nightcrawler effect where he would jump out of the frame and he would just disappear with a thing of smoke. And so I took that. I'm, and his was more so of a storyline. He wasn't showing people how to do it. And so I decided, okay, he didn't tell me how to do it. I'm going to figure it out myself. And then I'm going to tell people how to do you it. You
1: know he didn't come up with that, though, right?
3: I know I didn't come up with that. No, he didn't come up oh, with he, Yeah, well, someone told me that I stole his idea. And then I looked up Nightcrawler Effect and I saw a crap ton of videos on it. So I know it wasn't anything new, but since it was popular once he did it, I decided to make my own video showing people how to do it to capitalize off of that. So I've done that a a few times.
2: I have something to say. So I went to to film school, okay? And I was out before, like red cameras came out and before subscription stuff and all these resources. And everything I know now when it comes to production and, and editing and all that stuff. I've learned in the past 10 years, YouTube, like real world experience working yeah. with people and just like picking their brains on techniques. It has not been from formal training, right. you know, so something to think about.
0: Yeah, I mean, you yeah. said the same thing, like YouTube is the, is the godsend. Just go to YouTube and type in what it is you wanna, how do I edit better, how do I add the music, right? How do I hook this?
1: Right, I think, um, so, you know, a big, big person, I mean, you too, right, Kobe, Kobe was a big, yeah big influence in in a lot of our lives Um, and a lot of stuff that I mean I used to read a bunch of his stuff because he just thought about things differently and he would get inspiration from other people yes right and he would understand like he would one time he was talking about uh, interviewing an actor and asking them like what were you thinking about in this role how did you come how did you put yourself into that zone Mm -hmm. and to get into that that character and That breakdown, I think, is important to understand to unlock certain creativity in your Mm -hmm. mind because you all of a sudden you think about, okay, how did they approach it? And that's how they got there. And then you just create that, recreate that map for yourself, whatever it is.
0: It's kind of the alter ego, like uh, Todd Herman talking about it, right? Like it's just, okay. And I think that's a great distinction, by the way, for everybody listening right now. And I know uh, whether you're watching or listening to this, uh, first of all, thank you. We love you. Make a comment. I don't think I've ever asked anybody to make a comment on a podcast. I think yet. that'd be a first. Hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> one year in, make a comment. I'll respond, <laughs> I promise. Oh, yeah, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is something to that, like the, the whole fear and anxiety thing around shooting video, Like watching, like watching you dance in that video, like I would, you know, I'd assume you have some moves, but like your moves were re- pretty sick. Like you were pretty smooth. Like did, did you have to sh- uh, if it was a camera, <laughs> you had to shoot it 93 times. But, but there is something to like, check out the book, The Alter Ego or check out Todd Herman's podcast. Because if you can say to yourself, look, I'm not comfortable on camera. But this this persona that I want to be attractive, to get more listings, to get more sales, that gal, she needs to be more confident. Put myself in the field of play on this camera and then use his strategy. It's only four parts. It's super easy. And you become that person. I think there's something to that. Right. I mean, Kobe did it certainly as the Mamba, but he was the Mamba long before. Did you do a little of that for yourself? I mean, did you have some, un- I'm uncomfortable and then you got comfortable?
1: So yes and no, that that was an interesting speech because mm-hmm. after that it got me really in tune to watching certain people interview on yes. TV. Uh, I don't know, for some reason, I've been watching a lot of UFC, yeah. watching a lot of, ba- I usually watch a lot of basketball, Yeah. but if you listen to their interviews during and after fights or even before fights, they are, they're very aware of this alter ego for sure, which I yep. had no idea. Like, people were actually Jones
0: McGregor. You, I mean, you can go to it. males, females, right on down the line. The right. interview persona versus the post fight persona, right. totally different people.
1: Did you see the, so the recent fight with McGregor, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, and he had Tony Robbins in his course, yes, right? And yes. I had no idea yeah, about yeah, yeah. this. I saw it after the fight, and I was like, that's interesting. And it got me to really think about like, okay, he talked about his mental health yeah. and how sharp he was. If you saw his fight, he was his, he, he was, was super his sharp, yep. right? And he was, his mind was very clear. And I've been thinking about that a lot. Just how mm-hmm. do I make my mind as clear as possible, you know, through sleep, through exercise, yep. through whatever. And all of a sudden, like, as soon as I'm in that, that state of mind, like creativity just like explodes. Like yes. it just goes into this, like when you're tired, you're like not thinking right. Yeah. Everything just turns into mush. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Very okay. friend okay. you were gonna cool. say you Oh no I, just that, just,
0: that creative process I
2: agree, I agree. I think just just always wanting to be creative or at least trying to harness it and however you do that is just it's just roll with it, just go with it, try and make something. I try and make something like once a day, whatever that is, whether people see it or not, and then just just seeing what you can like looking back in six months and seeing the kind of library of content I guess that that you've been working on or developing, and just seeing you know where your place is with that and what you can offer someone or yourself like online.
0: Yeah. Yep. What are your thoughts thoughts on sort of the creative
3: process? Um, I have a question for you, actually. So
0: he's like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. No, it. It has, it has to do with the creative process because
3: right now in my personal videos, I'm I'm stuck. And so my question to you is, do you ever get stuck into a creative rut? And if you do, how do you pull yourself out yeah. of it?
1: Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. All the time. Right? So you get to a point where you have like, all of your ideas, the ones that you write down either all suck all of a sudden, yeah. or you, they're just, you're just drawing a blank. Right? And so the same thing with uh, writers. Writers have that, that writer's block. Yeah. How do they get over it? And so the, you talk, you, if you actually study about how um, certain writers get out of that, they actually just take a break. They take a break, they do whatever it is that they want, and all of a sudden an idea pops up. Get that outside. that might a not be ride. the most strategic way to do it because all of a sudden you're just waiting for an idea to pop up. Mm-hmm. But it's like kind of that thing where you're, you're single and all of a sudden you can't find the right guy or the right girl and all of a sudden they pop up out of nowhere when you're not thinking about it. It's kind of that, that whatever that is, right? Yeah. It happens, it just happens for whatever reason. Yeah. But then also being around other creatives I think is important, right? So I went to Summit a couple of years ago oh my gosh everybody's walking around with the stick in front of their head and then it's crazy right after the second day like i didn't feel as weird because everybody was doing it right when i travel and i actually do vlogging and i have a camera in front of me i don't feel weird because these people don't understand me right so sometimes being in the the right environment it's important so whether it's in like a facebook community or whether it's being around other uh, other people talking about creative ideas and just kind of bouncing it around i think is important for us, we have uh, masterminds, yeah. right, mm-hmm. masterminds, so we can bounce around certain real estate ideas, but in terms of creativity, like, you have to find some of those core people to be yeah. able to, like, yeah, to inspire you a little bit. It may not just come from you, it may have to come from somebody else. Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: totally agree. Okay, so let's talk about that. Like, who, who do you think is out there doing good video stuff right now? Who, who, in, the, who in our ecosystem, yeah. or outside of our ecosystem, you're like, that girl's got it going on, or that guy's doing something, like, that's different?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Tim's a stable, right? You know, he's, he produces these high quality videos, somebody that like, if you're looking to make really, really good videos, high quality, professional luxury, that's a person to look at. Yeah. Um, uh, up north we have another guy. He does a lot of vlogs. Danny gold. Oh yeah. He does a lot of videos. Um, the guy, um, in New York, um, Stephen Cohen, Josh Rubin, right. there, uh, David Rubin, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. So he's got a great personality. Yeah, right? yeah so it's yeah. easy to get off of. Yeah. Like you know, he, whether or not it's those really polished videos, he's good on video. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people in our ecosystem that really do good, uh, do good things. And um, there's Facebook groups like there's RETV, there's mm-hmm. there's our group that does videos. Um, there's a lot of real estate video groups that that you can get in tune with. Yeah just inspiration everywhere but like not just re- sometimes when i when i want to make a video i look outside the real estate space i agree thank you right yeah. i don't look at i look yep. at commercials like geico or yep. state farm or yep. i look at vimeo and i look at all the documentaries mm-hmm. and seeing what's on the sundance film coming out yep. to get some inspiration yeah so it doesn't have to be like all sometimes comedic yeah it can be emotional right it can be sad it can be serious but there's got to be different flavors i feel like when Did you, you see uh,
0: Timmy Smith with the guy that was naked going through the house? Oh, it's, le- it's legendary. It's le- is it recent. I, uh it's probably a year old. It's a okay. year old. Look, we talked about it on the podcast and mm. like the seller was like, uh, it's sold <laughs> the house. I mean, you know, yeah, the, right. deal, the deal was done, <laughs> but he was like, look, this is a super sexy house it deserved a super sexy dude walk around naked. Right. I mean, you obviously didn't see, you know, right, anything right. of substance, right. Not, nothing against the dude, but you know, there wasn't like that. There
1: was one in Australia that. Somebody oh did. no, that was remember an that one? old one. The helicopter
0: cool one. with the yes. gal. Yes. Oh my God. So, okay. We totally need to link all these videos. We right? Do. right. I remember when That's that came out, I was, I, I so wanted to play that at my seminars to talk about like pushing the envelope, but I just <laughs> knew like half the audience would just be so offended. But the point was like, they were trying to sell a penthouse in this high-rise building in Sydney, and they needed to do something Mm. that caused people around the world to go, I want to live that lifestyle. Like that looks amazing. Right? Something to it. What do you guys think is the next evolution of, okay, actually different question. What are the best YouTube hacks right now? If you want your videos to go viral,
2: Tristan, (laughs) Brandon, (laughs) (laughs) Chris, I yeah. mean, come on, guys! Like, what is? I'm no expert it on going viral by any means. Um, that's a good question, but I think it's a mixture. Again, this again, not an just, expert. Yeah, yeah. Just, just from riff. what I think from mm-hmm. my brain, I think a certain level of production value. Mm-hmm. I think an original message, mm-hmm. something that grabs your attention. That's either quirky, dramatic, usually quirky, quick pace, digestible somewhat strange and weird I don't I don't know but that's what I what I've seen is is really you know high-packed quick colorful Mm -hmm. bizarre funny videos this is kind of from a more business standpoint but I think collaborations right so yeah you know speak about that well going on your point about you know being at the vid summit and being around like-minded people and etc I think collaboration is key in in Mm -hmm. anything creative and I'm sure in real estate and everything else that you're putting most of your energy and focus to. But in the creative world, I think, well, I know that collaborating is key to everything. I mean, you cannot do it by yourself. Two minds are better than one. Ten minds are better than two. So Mm -hmm. if you have an idea and you just can expand upon that in any way that you can, I think someone else can help you do that yes in even one percent more and that's just way more beneficial
0: so let me just piggyback on that what i would tell everybody is if you're watching this or you're listening this and you're like wait a minute like i have i only have like 83 subscribers well okay well chris has got you know 117 and the odds are none of those are your subscribers also so even collaborating with people that are getting started is better than always going solo right that's also why like interviewing people like you're a real estate professional. You run into, you, you list the mayor's house. Like you, you, you meet these people yep. and mayor influential in your marketplace, maybe not in politics, but you know what I mean? Like tell us the, like, so you, you interviewed um, Chang, Michael Chang, right. who's the very famous tennis player, another voluntary guy, by the way. So like, I got a lot of love for him. How did that come about and what was the impact because that's a good example of
1: collaboration yeah, yeah so in that particular case we, we needed to sell a home in an area where you know re- luxury real estate was really tough especially over that that five million dollar price point yep. So we really wanted to utilize everything about the property, but also wanted to utilize his influence to sell the property. Yes, um, so we had targeted several buyers or categories of buyers in different areas and regions and also price points and stuff, and we felt like okay, if we were t- if he was comfortable with it, mm-hmm. to get his name o- on the video to show and to push push it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. so um, that was nice so just kind of sit down with him because you haven't seen him in in like a really, no. yeah, and nothing really, right? Yeah, he's, he's been, been pretty, MIA. He's been pretty quiet for the most part. He's he's a coach now. He coaches the number one Asian Asian yeah. player in the world. Yeah. And so he's really kind of just been behind the scenes. In the tennis world, people know who he is, yes. right? He's still active in there, but really kind of he kind of removed himself from the spotlight from the rest of the world. And so wanted to recapture that a little bit, but also show them a property that was kind of where he grew up. And um, yeah, so that was the kind of the, the influence behind it and uh, it got a lot of of views in the areas that we were targeting, so Mm -hmm. yeah. So when you say target, like what does that mean?
0: I know what that means, but explain to the person that does know what that means. What does it mean to target on YouTube or et cetera?
1: Yeah, so for us, like in in that particular, so for the real estate side, we wanted to identify potentially who are gonna be the people that are gonna buy this house and Mm -hmm. where they're gonna be coming from and what, what status are they going to be in? Mm -hmm. And then we reverse engineer the marketing. Right. And so we targeted in a way where that gave us the idea of like, okay, we're going to use that data to create this video and then distribute it in this area over here. Mm -hmm. And so for us, once we created the video, it was just a matter about distributing and targeting in the areas that we were focusing on.
0: Was your distribution through YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the above. Yeah. Everything.
1: So like Facebook, obviously, and then Mm -hmm. anything that was measurable. Yeah. Right. So YouTube uh, using TubeBuddy or anything or, or VidIQ, something mm-hmm. along the lines that help you track it a little bit better, help you optimize it. So you're creating the right tags um, and using the right keywords, using the right phrases throughout mm-hmm. the, the description and then being able to do that with Facebook, too. And then retargeting them, getting them to a website. So it was all digital. Everything mm-hmm. was super digital. Yeah. Um, and so that was the strategy behind that. And it's it's, it's tough to sell real estate at that price point, you yeah. know? So it's a unique yeah.
0: property at a unique price in an area in that, an area, you know, yeah. like it's the highest you know price in that neighborhood. Right. right. So, so switching gears, but staying on kind of this SEO conversation, like, uh, what's all of your opinion on spending money on YouTube today? Like what's your, what's your take on that?
1: If you have a limited audience, I think you have to pay. Yeah. I think that there's no choice Yeah, because all of a sudden you need to, Getting subscribers takes time, yep. right? Unless there's some some reason something happens in the world where all of a sudden everybody knows who you are, uh, you have to spend the money to get there. And then while still building your influence and, you know, getting subscribers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, yeah, I think you have to pay, uh, I think especially with so much noise that there is out there. Bingo. Yeah. There's For Irvine
0: listing videos yeah. well, <laughs> right? mean, yeah. or, or anything. Well, anything like
1: yeah. just being on Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, they went from Instagram is like, what is it? Every... It went from like every seven posts to like four posts now, like you see an advertisement and like you can mm-hmm. just see how many people are spending more and more money. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And then that's why that TikTok is thing is so important now, is because yep. there's, there's not there's not a ton of advertisement on yep. it, right? So yeah. What I think you, it's important.
0: Okay. You got any thoughts on advertising now that now that I've beat up you know, <laughs> Tristan over here?
1: I think if you've got the
2: money, just let it rip. Just Advertise, do yeah. it, it can't hurt.
0: Got yes, numbers. yeah. especially if it's, again, if it's, a, if it's an appropriate arbitrage of spend a dollar, make three, yeah. you spend a dollar, I mean, that's the entire infomercial business, Yeah. right? Like, they spend a dollar, they make a buck 25, and they'll put 30 or 40 million dollars a month into yeah. that yeah. to make 25 cents.
2: Agreed. I
0: mean, it's, it is a no-brainer, people, that are not paying attention here. But I think that's also part of, like, getting videos to go more viral, getting more views. Yes. I think you gotta spend some money there. Yeah. You know, I remember like Facebook, like a million years ago, like I was doing $5 a week to get people to like, like my page. Right. And that probably sounds super lame, but like in the beginning I was like, Hey, if I'm the first guy who has like 7,000 people that like my business page, like I could control the world. Like, you know, that was like my thinking back then. You know what I mean? So like, you know, it wasn't in the budget, but I was like, okay, and it was so cheap back then. Super and cheap. YouTube is still cheap. Yeah. Right, LinkedIn is still cheap. Everything else has gotten really expensive. Yeah. Okay. Right? So, so talk about that. What are you doing on LinkedIn? Are you are you using? Are you doing video on LinkedIn? LinkedIn are you doing all, all of, of a sudden
1: come around 360 degrees. One thousand percent. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I would say, like a year and a half, two years ago, LinkedIn was kind of an enigma. Yeah. Like you, people could not figure it out. No. Although my wife, she cracked the code. She cracked the code. Like she, she most do of her do tell. Business, <laughs> most of her business actually comes from LinkedIn. Okay. And she's in commercial real estate. Yes. So she works at, you know, she works at a big bank. Yeah. She's trying to get into doors to yeah. make relationships. Uh-huh. She's not able, most people are often not able to get through those doors because they're either door knocking, they're getting yeah. through the door people. Yeah. She's able to connect with some of these people, you know, however, and get the, get the appointments through that. And yeah. I, I looked at that and I'm going, you were the only person in the world that probably figured this out. And all of a sudden LinkedIn now is becoming like the Facebook 30 years ago. Bingo. Yeah.
0: And it won't last. No, 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 it, it won't, won't last. last. No, 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 there'll like, be something else. Yeah. And there, there's always something else. And then once it gets really good and it's too inexpensive and all the eyeballs are there, then the cost of advertising just, yeah. it, it falls appropriately, yeah, yeah. right? Like everything else, Zillow, Google, everything does that. What are you thinking? <laughs> I just Besides you could have <laughs> bought two houses you just spent a little bit of money.
3: <laughs> Dude, I'm just really camera shy right now. What? <laughs> I can't help it. It's, Sorry. It, it
0: could be the lisp. Is this maybe an Atlanta little, moment? Is. This is an Atlanta moment. This
3: is an Atlanta moment. Just everything just completely flew out of my head.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right. So, so Chris, kind of wrapping this up. First of all, thank you. This has just been super fun. That's Brandon, right, way For to sure. jump in. Tristan, way to jump in. Come on, man. <laughs> You're doing great. Um, look, at the end of the day, what we want is we want to inspire people to do more video. Like, I, you know, like my whole thing, you, you've heard me talk about it. I want people to scale trust. I want more people to have a greater casted net, if you will, so they're on the consideration set for more people that don't know who they are, right? Would you say you've done that with your videos, or would you, do you think you validated that hypothesis?
1: Um, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of, like, I always look at it and I go, I always feel like everything that I'm doing is like a six, mm-hmm. and no matter how far I progress, it's always a six, which I think is good for me, because yeah. I always feel like there's always room for improvement, Yeah. Um, but, you know, like when we were at the Elite Retreat, yeah. on Monday, and they always say like when you travel you get busy always i got two calls one from facebook yep. was like hey we've been seeing your videos and we would like you to interview you to come list our house yeah 1.5 million right yeah and i get a call from another guy who saw my videos from florida coming in this saturday to go look at houses same price point i'm like like that stuff like if i didn't put those videos out i yep. wouldn't be getting some of that stuff so a lot of it is kind of that Like you put it out in the world and hopefully it comes back to you, but then you have to be smart about optimizing it and putting it in the right places and being smart about how you put things. Um, but like, I find those type of people I enjoy, I really enjoy working with because they already kind of know who I am. Right. And it makes my life so much easier and I don't have to work with those people that drive me crazy. Yeah. And it gives me options. At the end of the day, it gives me options on who I want to work with and who I don't want to work with. Yeah. And I think that's what's really liberating for me. And so making the videos on top of enjoying how to do them and seeing all the fruits of the labor is just like, why am I not doing this? The ROI is like through the roof.
0: It's off the right? charts. It's through the roof, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to, okay, do you remember we did the Century 21 Redwood event last October, November? Mm-hmm. We're doing the planning session. Big yeah. shout out to Eddie, Sean, and Nick, and everybody there. And this gal walks up to me, we're, we're writing their business plans. And she raised her hand and she's all excited. She goes, Tom, I gotta share something. She goes, you know, I wrote the plan last year as a brand new agent. I wrote down, I'm gonna do 25 transactions and I'm gonna, whatever the volume was, like $12 million in volume and then like whatever the commission was, right? And she goes, and look at this, she goes, I'm basically one transaction shy, and we're in November, right? I'm one transaction shy of my goal. And I was like, well, congratulations. And you know, like everyone else is doing their play. I said, well, like, what'd you do? She goes, well, I saw you last year, and you said, you know, if you just do like 5542, and you know, make two videos every day, and you just start doing videos, she goes, so I was like, yeah, I can do that. Where did that go? She's yeah. just like, and I, I'm sorry if you're a watching right now. Too. Yeah, it was like a year. She goes, So I just, well, just started grabbing my phone and just saying, Hey, it's me. You know, such you in Redwood and I'm at this house and here's what's going on. She goes, And like everybody just started calling me <laughs> and saying, Hey, we want to sell our house. You, you seem oh, to be involved right. in a lot of real estate deals, right? So she's like, I don't remember. She got up on stage. She was like, I don't understand why you people are not doing videos. She's like, This is the easiest thing on the planet. <laughs> you put yourself out there. They call you. You like them. They like you. They understand you exactly what you just said. And bam, I am so embarrassed. I don't know your name. I apologize. You know who you are. You know you are Eddie, Sean, and Nick. Yes, please (laughs) remind me. So, closing thoughts on videos, guys. Closing thoughts. Future of video.
3: I always tell people
0: future of teeth with mouth guard. (laughs) I
3: always just say just start, and that's another thing I wanted to say to you. Just just start making videos, no matter how nervous you are, like I am right now. Just start because you can't progress if you don't put out your first video. So that would be my my first thought. You you put out your first video, and then like a year later, you're still making videos. You look at that first one, you'll realize how much, how far you've come, right. and that's motivating within itself. So,
0: I agree. I agree, Brandon.
2: Um, I think videos are, absolutely everything. I think you just need to embrace them, whether you like them or not. No matter your age or generation or experience or level of creativity or business savvy, I think it kind of. In relates to everything we're doing. I mean, everyone watches videos. If you have any sort of Internet connection, you're watching videos. And so just have a healthy awareness, keep creating, and, and use it to its fullest.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, um, it's important. Like, I, th- I don't think the question should be whether or not you should do video. I think the, yeah. the, uh, it's obvious, right? Yep. I think it's just important to figure out what type of role you want to play in it. Um, but be the maestro. Be the person that mm-hmm. – the be the, be the director of it let yourself be funny let yourself be immature for a second and think about an idea and then just kind of build on that idea collaborate with other people on how you can build that idea and be excited about it and i i've seen people who are just so afraid about doing videos because they're afraid because their idea is not good or their their execution is not good or they don't have the right equipment put that all aside if you actually get to a point where you have an idea and you can actually s- solidify that idea in your mind or within your group makes it so much easier for you to execute that idea and just go out and do it. And then once you get the ball rolling, one, two, three, four, five, put all your money into it, you know, try and see how much you can get out of it. If you can put a hundred dollars to it, is it going to create you 300 bucks? And then at that point, it's like, oh, why am I not putting $300 to this? So it can create me, you know, 900 bucks or whatever. So, um, just, yeah, got to do it. I think that that's going to be the hardest part too.
0: So I'm gonna take you guys a totally different direction. You will appreciate this because you have kids. No kids, no kids. Puppy and cat do not count. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Okay, it does count. He's got two bikes. Yeah, but he does have two bikes. Um, I'm gonna tell you that for your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren, you should start doing videos. Um, One of my mentors who passed away now uh, two years ago, the the thing that in my heart of hearts, if you ask me like something that I regret I regret the fact that even though he wrote a book and he signed two books for my children that I'm gonna give them a little later in life if I had the chance now to sit down with him one-on-one and ask him every question and and tell him to say just tell me every story like tell me everything about your life growing up like I think of his his uh, only granddaughter he had one daughter and one granddaughter his granddaughter's children will only know the stories that get passed along and that, that is going to miss so much of who this man has been for myself and 35 other guys that I know that this guy mentored from age 40 to the time he passed away at 85. Like, so I know it's kind of a deep and heavy thought, but I really want you to think about like your life has so much meaning and there's so much fabric to who you are and, and not just what you do, but like how you exist, the impact you make, the church you go to, the gym or the life or the whatever and the family and the children, like, like if, not, if not for your clients or for your business, do it for the people that you love. Like think about just grabbing a camera and just start documenting like, I don't know, what happened to you this week? Like, what were the highs? What were the lows? Like, or maybe start thinking about your unborn grandchildren or your great grandkids. What, what are the most important values you want to pass along? What are the stories about your family that you want to pass along? Like, just even, th- like, as a dad, like, you don't, know like, you're right. doing that. Yeah. Like, my entire life is on video. Like, my grandkids, if I passed away tomorrow, not going to happen, but just saying, not, not intent, but like, they would have a sense of who Tom Ferry is, yeah. right? The, the family man, the business guy, all that stuff. Yeah. And, and I would just challenge, like, hey, this is the way of the world now. Like, you know, what are you gonna do, resist television? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the world, right? So you're, it's not the question of if, you know, if yes or no, right. but I would ask you to think about it differently. Think about um, your legacy. Think about the story of your life. Think about how you could capture that, whether you're 15 today or you're you know 65 or 75 or 85. Get the best of you on video so everyone in your family has it forever. Now, that's what I would share. Love it. Cool. Like it. Hey, thanks for watching and listening to this podcast. Follow Chris Kwan. Uh, Brandon, what is your uh, Brandon, Is it underscore?
2: Just a dot.
0: Just a dot. <laughs> we'll get to tell. Okay, we'll just put it all up here so you guys can follow these guys. Don't follow him because you know, he doesn't want to sell any more of those Super 73s. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all
0: right, guys, thank you so much for watching. Chris, thank you so much, man. Thank you, thank yeah. you for sharing. Thanks, Be your money. Appreciate you, buddy team money. That was super good. Brennan and Courtney back there making it all happen. All right. We're out guys. Thank you. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again. And talk to you soon.